0: But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not, hence the name The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello again, everybody. It is Jan Burt here, back for another episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, where... You know, I'm all about getting the promises of God into the people of God, getting the word of God into the women of God, uh, because that's where they belong, right? And so this is one of the ways that I aim to do that. I guess this could be kind of uh, fit into the category of what good works did the Lord preordain or foreplanned in advance for me to do. And that's from Ephesians, uh, mm, I want to say one six, not sure on that, but from the book of Ephesians, which, hey, it's not going to be the end of the world if you read the entire book of Ephesians to find that verse, right? That's a good use of your time. Um, so I whatever you're doing that fits into your call that the Lord has placed on your life, because you do have a unique calling and you do have good works that he preordained, preplanned for you to accomplish, you know, I want to encourage you in that. Get after it and keep getting after it because uh, in the end of it all, which is the end of this all is the beginning of that all, right? The end of this life is the beginning of eternity, eternal life. You're not really going to gonna be sorry that you really got after the Lord's business, got about what he wanted you to do. So this is one of the ways that I do what he has called me to do, which is to get the promises of God into the people of God. Another thing he's called me to is, is to kind of lead a prayer ministry, I guess you would call it. And I do that um, primarily via a prayer group that – is private and on Facebook. We're getting ready for another prayer retreat. Super excited about that. Um, and a prayer retreat is just what you think. A retreat, but it's um, it's online because, you know, that's just how things work now. And one of the other ways I get the promises of God into the people of God is via my book. Um, the power of God's will. It's just forty devotionals that are all focused on verses that have that word will in them. And if you've listened very long, you know how I feel about the word will and one of God's promises. Um, and I would love for you to check that out. It's available as a print book or Kindle on Amazon. Just look up Jan Elbert or the Power of God's Will, and you'll find it. And if you've already read it, I would love to have a review. So feel free to leave a review. I'm just yacking up a storm today, aren't I? Okay, but really, um, I started with that because I really want you to listen to me. A mom, a mom of five amazing kids, um, a wife, a housewife in many ways. Right? I I stayed home. I homeschooled our kids. Um, I didn't have some big um, career, and then you know that was just not in my uh, wasn't in my books on my calendar. Does that make sense? Like it just was not my thing, um, and I'm not dogging anybody for having that as their thing. I'm just saying for me, that is not how life went for me. Our choices were, um, when we listened for what the Lord's will was for us, it was to have a relatively large family, to home educate them, to really pour into them and disciple them to live on one income and all of that stuff. And so if I, from that background, can do things like write books, um, lead prayer retreat groups with like 125 people in there right now, which is a lot for me. That's the size of a small church. It's kind of, it can be a little bit intimidating. Um, I speak at conferences. I think my daughter was just telling me yesterday, she was like, wow, yeah, you've like spoken every every month of the year so far, uh, multiple times. And that's true. Um, it's it's very interesting what God can do if you're just willing to do What he wants you to do, what he calls you to do. Uh, If I can podcast, you can podcast. So, all of that to say, before we even get going on today's episode, what is your thing that the Lord is calling you to do, asking you to do? And are you willing to do it even if you feel unqualified, underqualified? Maybe you feel like you've been at home for too long. Maybe you can relate to my life and you think, oh, that's just not for me. I want to encourage you that if God says it's for you, then it's the most for you thing that you will ever get to do. So don't be afraid. Just, you know, get going. Get after it. Okay, so we are on episode 57 today, which is amazing and awesome. And uh well on our way toward my goal of 50 new podcast episodes in the year 2021. So I'm excited about that. Um you know it's Kansas and here at this time of year we can swing from really cold to really warm in the last Wow, a few days we've had earthquakes, snow, uh, rain, like downpours of rain, crazy wind, 75 degrees down to like felt like 25 degrees that is Kansas. And Kansas in spring is, usually we get a spring, a decent spring. Fall, sometimes we get like three days. It goes from 100 degrees to 70 degrees to winter. But spring, sometimes we get spring. But when we get spring, we often get tornadoes. And, um, you know, they're not intimidating because if you've lived here very long, they're just not. The earthquakes are way more uncomfortable for most of us than, than tornadoes are. We know the drill. We know what to do and all that stuff. But, um, wherever you are i really super duper hope that you get a beautiful spring because it's a wonderful time of year it's a time of year when things start to just come anew after the cold season and we all need that as a reminder that uh, god never leaves us in a cold season forever so if you're coming out of a cold season um That's a word for you. If you feel like you're going into a cold season, spring is coming. It will come. I promise it will. God's faithful. God's faithful. and The seasons will continue until he returns. That is, uh, that's in the word of God. He made a promise. And you know, he never fails to keep his promises. Okay, here we are. We're going to dive into this episode. Uh, And this one, I kind of just wanted to sort of take it back to the beginning in a way and just talk through a verse, talk through a passage and emphasize what it says, which is, you know, what God has promised us. So I hope that's okay with you. Um, Alrighty, let's, uh, let's get after this thing. Let's get after it. Psalm 119 verse 24 in the New Living Translation says this, your laws please me, they give me wise advice. And you know, really, that is the way that I look at God's word. Honestly, nothing should please us more than our God. Nothing should bring us more pleasure than our Lord. And part of that. Involves being in God's Word, reading our Bibles. When when we see the word laws, law or laws in God's Word, let's sort of try and think of it um, the way that He wants us to think of it, not like a list of don'ts, a big list of no nos. Let's just think of it as a way to better understand the importance, the necessity, the vitality that He gives us through our Bibles, because it is it's important what God's Word says. It helps us better understand every aspect of life. And more importantly, most importantly, who our God actually is. It's vital. And so don't look at it as a list of do's and don'ts, or mostly don'ts. People that that often walk away from an experience with the Lord before they even really get to know Jesus can be repelled by, oh, I don't need a list of don'ts. Well, um, you know, that might be religion, but that's not Jesus. So if you know Jesus, and I believe that you do if you're listening to this, then you know that he is all about relationship and that he came to take away the curse of the law. That's what he did at Calvary when he hung on the cross for us. So um, think of it as, as if it's um, God's word is vital for our life and it should please us. It does contain wise advice, but if we never open it, if we never read it, then we are missing out on all of that. Okay, so the actual verse that we're going to talk about today is Psalm 128, verses 1 and 2. That verse from Psalm 119, Psalm 119, verse 24, I'm going to reference it, um, but Psalm 128, verses 1 and 2, that's really where the promise is today. And I'm going to read again. I'm just going to stick with the New Living Translation for today's episode. Okay, so as I said just a second ago, that uh, just looking at reading, this is just, we're just going to emphasize, we're going to look at, read, and emphasize, and then choose to believe. What God is promising us through his word in this verse. We're just going to look at it as we read it, emphasize it, and then choose to believe it. I need you to participate in this process in that last little piece. That's your job. The rest of it, you just have to listen. Um, I'll do all the the heavy lifting, so to speak, but you need to choose to believe what God is promising you from his word in this verse today. Okay, so To truly, um, if we could get to the end of episode 57 today, if we could get to the end of it and wrap it up with you believing that what I'm going to say is true for you. And all I'm going to say is just emphasize what God's word already says. I'm just going to uh, talk about what he's talking about. Okay, if you can get to the end of this episode, believing that this is true for you, If you can come away today with a better knowledge of the fact that God is going to keep, is right now, and is going to continue to keep all of his promises to you completely and perfectly, and if you can grasp more fully that he has made promises to you that come out of the depths of his great love for you. That would be like a super duper win, huge win, capital W, capital I, capital N, big check mark win for the day. That's what today's episode is about. Psalm 128 verses 1 and 2 from the NLT New Living Translation. How joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. You will, will, you will enjoy the fruit of your labor. How joyful and prosperous you will be. Okay, so at first glance, this might seem sort of sparse on the promises, you know, like, um, well, okay, yeah, I gotcha, but what, where are the promises there? Look, sometimes when we don't fully see how huge a promise is from God's Word, it might have something to do with the fact that we read our Bibles really quickly. And I'm not saying that's bad. It's not bad. I mean, if I'm reading three or four chapters from the Bible each day in my time with the Lord, I'm not always pausing to really um think deeply on every single sentence. So I'm not knocking your Bible reading plan. Uh-uh, no. Keep after it, keep reading it, keep reading it, keep reading it. This is actually just more of me having a couple of sentences jump off the page to me and then just sharing about those sentences. And I'm sure that has happened to you. Like I think it happens to most of us at times. Like the words are just standing out to you. And it's a really big deal when that happens. So sometimes when I'm reading, and I'm reading through my four chapters in the morning, I may not see these two sentences as like jumping off the page at me. But another time when I read them, maybe next year at the same, around the same time, depending on if I follow the same Bible reading plan year after year, they could jump off the page at me and kind of like blow me away. Like, wow, um, look, when that happens to you, that's God speaking to you. That's the Holy Spirit making them jump off the page at you. And You may want to pray about whether or not those are verses he wants you to share. I've had times where I'll think, oh, why do you you really want me to share that? Go post that verse on social media. I don't, I feel awkward about this and I'm not sure, wow, I don't know what, why this verse, it might seem obscure to me or whatever. But um, I never cease to be amazed at who comments, who responds, who sends me a DM on that verse that I was like, uh, so if something jumps off the page, it could be for you and you'll know when it's for you. It could be for you to share with one of your kids or your best friend or your spouse or your coworker. It could be just for you to post on social media. It could be you just need to pause and pray that verse before you move on with your reading. Be aware that when something jumps off the page at you, that is the Lord making his living word even more alive to you, if that makes sense. Okay. So, um, it's not abnormal when something that seems, um, it can be something that seems super clear to you, but it's to somebody else that doesn't seem clear. And you're sharing it and maybe just adding a little bit of a, you know, how this verse has blessed you could really make it clear to them. So, you just don't know how you can be the Lord's vessel in somebody's life, which is really super awesome when that happens. So, okay. And when the Holy Spirit works in you and sheds light on a passage, uh, yeah, that's a big deal. That's pretty cool. How joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor, how joyful and prosperous you will be. We have the word all here, and we have the word will here, and the last sentence ends with an exclamation point. Okay, so three small things, all, will, exclamation point. point, three small things that we see all the time whenever we read anything. Even when we text or scroll the Instagram or whatever, you can see the words all will and exclamation points all the time. Small things that we see a lot, but those three small things really kind of add up to make this into some big, big promises here. Okay, are you lacking in joy right now? And that's like a serious question. To be honest, 2021 is pretty similar to 2020 so far. Uh, And 2020 could have been a joy stealer for you, possibly. I'm not speaking that over anybody, but you could have had moments where it's like, oh, this is a lot. Where's my joy? Uh, Like kind of sucking the fun out of life some days, you know? But no matter what comes next for us in 2021, or for however many years we remain kind of parked on this planet, right? Because- we are parked here temporarily. It's like a parking garage. Our home is not this world. Our home is with Jesus in heaven. That's the eternal place, which, praise the Lord, he has gone ahead to prepare for us. How awesome is that? It's truly amazing when you think about it for a second. Uh, So temporary parking garages are just that. They're temporary. And our time here is... um, It's also temporary. It's completely temporary. It's not permanent. So we know that even in this temporary time, no matter how many years this temporary state may continue for each one of us individually, like we know that Jesus wants us to have joy. He made that very clear in His Word. And whenever our joy is not so much happening, uh, we can pause and we can take a look at what the Bible says, which remember when I quoted Psalm 119. Verse uh, 24 first, instead I'd reference it. I'm going to reference that now. When we pause and look at what the Bible says, um, we know that that's where we're going to find our good advice. That's what the verse said. That's where we find our good advice. And I don't know anybody who really wants lousy advice. Most of us, when we seek advice, we want good advice. God's word will always give just that, good advice, perfect advice, the best advice. And this psalm is, it's just really frank. It's completely blunt. There's nothing hidden here. There's nothing hitting here. As we look through the Psalm 128 verses one and two, we see that it's not, um, uh, well, it just says it. How joyful are those who fear the Lord? Yep, there it is. Okay, I'm just going to say it. How joyful are those who fear the Lord? That's that. Are you lacking joy? Maybe it's a good time to examine your heart. And see, is there a healthy fear of the Lord there or not? And I'm sure you already know that um, that fear is not like I get scared or freaked out sort of fear. Uh, no, this is reverence and awe and just standing in a state of woe at the Lord in all of his aspects, his power, his holiness, his might, his justice, His his perfection, his love, his strength, his faithfulness all of who he is and all of his attributes, the word makes it pretty clear that this will usher in joy. So lacking joy, give this a shot, give it a shot, get your, get your fear of the Lord on, so to speak. Okay. And then the sentence from verse one of Psalm 128 goes on to say that all who follow his ways are really the ones who are fearing the Lord. And that makes complete sense, doesn't it? I mean, if you aren't ever in awe of him, if you never ever grasp how, how profound, how holy he is, if you never just like kind of gasp and lose your breath a little bit at his sovereignty combined with his love, which is what took Jesus to the cross, that's some kind of love right there. You know, that ain't human love. It's supernatural. It's not of this world. His ways are higher than our ways. And if you're pondering all of that on the regular, then you're probably following his ways. Okay? Okay. This isn't just Sunday mornings and now and then help out with a church project. Maybe there's a, a, a work project going on or something, clean a parking lot or whatever. Maybe toss a few buckaroos and offering plate as it goes by on Sunday morning and you go to small group eh, almost every week or every other week. This is about our heart attitude. And and just like kids, sometimes we need an attitude adjustment. Anybody ever feel like they need to remind their child that they need to adjust their attitude quickly or you're going to adjust it for them? Sometimes we need somebody to remind us you need to adjust your attitude quickly. Don't wait for the Lord to adjust it. just you just adjust it, get an attitude adjustment going on like now. What does it mean then to follow his ways? um you know what? I'm actually not gonna answer that. I'm not gonna answer that. I'm just gonna ask it, and I'm gonna leave it right there. That's for you to answer for yourself and uh maybe. Maybe for you to just uh, get some stuff right with the Lord today. You know what I mean? So what does it mean for you to follow his ways today, right now? The Holy Spirit wants you living your best life. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit absolutely, 100% wants you living your very best life. And that's not ever going to happen if you're not really following his ways. The Holy Spirit wants you living your best life, and that ain't going to happen if you're not really following his ways. Nothing new here. You've heard this before, probably in a million different sermons. Uh, just a great reminder, though, especially as we roll up on on um, Holy Week, we get close to Easter, follow his ways and get that joy back, baby. Get it back. And that's how you get it back. Verse 2 of Psalm 128, still in the New Living Translation, you will enjoy the fruit of your labor, how joyful and prosperous you will be. Okay, so I mentioned um, that... I mentioned a second ago that this last sentence ends with an exclamation point. That means this is a declarative sentence, taking you back to middle school English now or something. Now, most of you probably don't like books as much as I like books. If you ask me how many books are stacked up by my bedside to read, I think I'm probably over 20 that I'm currently kind of reading right now. Drives my son nuts. He's a one book at a time kind of guy. And if there's a book I get him that I want him to read soon, he says, do I need to bump it up? in my read pile order. Like, I mean, he just, I don't know. I read a lot of books at the same time and he does not. So however that is for you, that's great. If you love books as much as I do, that's great. If you don't, no sweat. But I like books. I also really like words and sentences. And of course that includes punctuation um my kids did winston grammar when we homeschooled and if you just need a a quick refresher course on on grammar that isn't like diagramming sentences but still helps you learn and understand things in a way you you never really did from diagramming sentences check out winston grammar i think even a grown up could do it and love it okay so um this this exclamation point is here to make a point Don't miss the point that God is making. It is part of his promise to you. So be sure to make note of it. Here's a hint. Pay attention in your daily Bible reading when you see an exclamation point. They're not all over the place in your Bible the way that they're all over the place in our text messages these days, right? When you see one, pay attention. See what it's all about. Okay, so let me read this again. You will, hey, there's that word will, you will enjoy Ah, oh, boy, when you enjoy some aspect of your life, is that not just the best? Yes, it is. God designed it that way. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. Hey, what are you working for anyway? That's a great question. What are you working for? Uh, God does not mind if you ask him that question. You're allowed to love what you do. You're allowed to love what you do. Um, I know someone very close to me who recently made an actual total career shift. This job has been a huge a gift and a blessing, and it's going to go nowhere but up. and they are far happier than they were in their old career. And you know what? We prayed for that and God answered, gave him um, the fruit of his labor is you know he likes he likes it. Isn't that great to think to know that you can ask what are you working for and that you're allowed to like the work that you do? It's a gift. that doesn't mean you love every minute of every day, but you can really like it. Um, this when I finish a podcast, And maybe I get some feedback that it encouraged somebody. Or I read, um, I don't know, something just really somebody in in the prayer group, maybe just I get a message about a prayer that I've been praying for with that person and God answered in a marvelous, miraculous way. You know what? Yeah, I really do enjoy that fruit of my labor. And I want you to think about, are you enjoying the fruit of your labor? Um, And this is labor when I do this. This is work. Okay. Make no mistake about it. It's not a hobby. This is actual labor. God intends for you to have joy as a direct result of your living daily, following his ways and keeping your healthy fear and awe of the Lord in place and to enjoy the fruit of your labors. That's God's intention. So now fruit does not just mean money. Okay. The fruit of your labors does not just mean money. Uh, I don't earn one red cent via this podcast, but it is still a labor. So, nix that idea right now for this part of the verse. Some things you do will have the biggest payout and also pay you nothing. Some of the things that you do are going to have the biggest payout, but also pay you nothing, like time spent in worship. Hello? Man, do you get a payout? Yes. Do you get paid anything? No. What about a long walk on a cool evening with your spouse? Big payout. There's no money involved. Making your favorite dessert and sharing it with your loved ones. Ah, man, is that not awesome? Yeah, there's a payout there. Raising your children. Huge payout. Huge payout and you don't earn any money for it. Your biggest payout and no paycheck, right? So, but wait, there's more like an infomercial. But wait, there's more in this verse. It goes on to say that you will be joyful. So, hey, That's twice now God is really stressing the importance of our joyfulness. Like he wants us to know that he wants us to be joyful. God wants you to know that he wants you to be joyful. It's important to him, so make it important to you. I don't think it's like now and then I'm joyful. No, lots of joy, lots of the time. Okay, but then there's even more. There's the wait, there's more, and then there's some more part of this promise. And he mentions prosperity, which is money, right? That's the condition of being successful, of thriving, especially when we think about economic well-being. Okay, we got two sentences wherein God has promised us a lot, a lot. There's so much promise here for you and for me. I love these verses. And remember, God ends with that exclamation point, point. How joyful and prosperous you will be, exclamation point. That, my friends, that's a declarative sentence, is it not? He is declaring that if you will follow his ways and live in a state of holy fear and awe and reverence of the Lord God Almighty, who sits enthroned in eternity and cannot, cannot, cannot be unseated, you do that, and guess what he'll do for you? Fill your life with joyfulness, allow you to enjoy the fruit of your labor, bless you with another big old dollop of joyfulness on top of that. And just because he can, he'll add prosperity and throw that in the mix. Success, my friend, you will thrive, you will thrive, including your economic well-being. Okay, so it doesn't matter to our God who our God, it doesn't matter what the economic outlook is, because our God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Do you hear what I'm saying here? So if he's promising it, don't look at your circumstances and think that he won't somehow won't be able to deliver it because of, because of circumstances. That's ridiculous. And yet we fall for that one hook, line, and sinker all the time. It is all his, and he can dole it out to whomever he wishes as often as he wishes. These verses tell us uh, the who that he wishes to dole it out to. Us. Us. So long as we fear him and follow his ways. Okay. Now, You get to do a little bit of heart work or maybe a lot of heart work, H-E-A-R-T, heart work, not hard work. Don't put this off because um, delay is just, um, it's of the devil usually, honestly. Don't put this off. Ideally, just get after this right now. Are you fearing the Lord? How's your joy factor? Are you enjoying the fruit of your labor? Would you say you are in a state of prosperity? Are you following his ways? I will put those in the show notes. Because I really do want you to have a place to find them and um answer those questions, you and Jesus just get serious about this, and if you're not sure what his ways are exactly uh I want to encourage you to open your bible let's let's uh I'll tell you exactly a good place to start the New Testament book of John just start reading. He will begin to show you his ways. The Holy Spirit is so so good at this, making the Word of God come alive to the people of god and and really um you can dial into chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17 of John. So many promises, so much hope, so much encouragement there, and will help you begin to see what are his ways. What exactly are your ways, Lord, that I need to be following? Okay, that is it for today. Um, Let me see. Yep, I've been yapping for a while, huh? That's it for today. But also, um... I know you might kind of sometimes get like, oh, another one of her talking about summits and conferences that she's speaking at. But you know what? Honestly, uh, like I said at the beginning, Ephesians says that you've got to do the good works that he planned for you to do. And if I'm only doing the works that I never talk about certain aspects of them, I'm not really fully completing the work that he has called me to do. So I'm going to tell you about a summit that I'm speaking at um, next week, March 22nd through 27th. Um, Whatever day Sunday is, actually it is the twenty first. Sorry, they backed it up a day and added today, and I had the wrong dates here. March twenty first through twenty seventh. It's the for such a time as this summit hosted by Anna Willis, and it's kind of based on Esther four fourteen. Are you equipped for the days in which we find ourselves living? Are you equipped? Are you equipping your kids for what comes next? Um, you know, it's there's a whole shebang of topics that will be covered in this summit. Um, I'm going to be speaking on believing that you were born for right now, which is um, the importance of understanding Esther 4.14, that it's true for each one of Jesus's followers. We have been born at the exact point in time in which he put us here, right? At this point in history, in order to be a part of the life-changing, disciple-making Matthew 6.33 way of life that God has called us to live out. And when we truly believe that everything God's word says is absolutely 100% true. We can, we start to grasp that what we do with our limited days on this earth really does matter and it matters for eternity. Um, So that's what that one's about, right? Believing that you were born for right now because you were. And um, the other session that I will be speaking on will be equipping you in order that you can equip others and learning to pray the promises of God over our lives and over our calling. So that's uh sort of Sort of, kind of, what I do here and in the prayer retreat group, but also different. Um, it's it's uh it's pretty direct because this is a pretty direct conference, if that makes sense. So, uh, and I I can't think of a time in history when this has maybe been more pressing and urgent. There's we we simply have got to press in studies God study God's word and know it, know it well in order that we can teach God's truth to as many as possible in the last days. There's a there's a hungry thirsty world all around us, so. Um, So those are the kinds of things that the summit is going to be touching on. Those are my two topics. So, um, you know, tickets are like 15 bucks right now, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Sorry, not sorry for mentioning what I've been working on. Right. And you do the same thing. What you're working on, you share, you share. If God's got you in a certain role or position, you share. It doesn't listen. Listen. If, if this is God's call for your life, it doesn't really matter all that much. If somebody is annoyed, they can keep on scrolling if they don't want to see your next thing. They can unfollow you on the gram if they aren't. That's fine. But you, what's really matters is that you're doing what God has called you to do. And you can talk about, I'm giving you permission to talk about what God has created you to do. Because there's only one you. You might be doing the same thing as 10,000 other people all around you, but there's only one you doing it your way. And, um... God doesn't make any mistakes. So share about it. Okay. So I would love to have you join me there, right? Um, and also I have to say one more thing. I was as I was thinking, oh, do I share about the summit or not? I realized that here I am working on this episode of the podcast, and I'm not letting myself enjoy the fruit of my labor when I get like, oh, I feel all weird and awkward about talking about my work. I realized, oh my goodness, yeah, the Lord always is doing a work on me well before I bring anything to this podcast. So never wonder about that. I'm not like, uh, yep, oh yeah, God's working on me big time. Yes. So you talk about your work without feeling awkwardly. I'll talk about mine without feeling awkward and, uh, you know, because God doesn't want it to be any other way. So I challenged myself, lest you ever think I only challenge you, the listener. Oh no, I challenge myself all the time. This podcast has made me man up and grow up a whole lot. So um, I did something not easy for me to do as a result of what God's word says. And I'm going to keep on practicing that. And I hope you do too. And I hope you check out the summit and come hear me speak. I would love that. They're live sessions. So I will be, you can always watch them later, like it's a lifetime access there. So they'll be recorded, but I'm going to be speaking live on Sunday, the 21st and Saturday, the 27th. So it'd be cool to have some people there that I kind of know, um, like on the, it's going to be a Zoom recording. So, okay. See you back here next time for episode 58. Lord bless you. And as always, if you have any prayer requests or anything, you are welcome to DM me, message me, and I will pray for you. Yes, indeed, I will. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.